0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. Welcome to the show. Excited today because we have an amazing interview coming up with Carol Lee Anderson who is with Questback. We're going to be talking all about feedback, feedback from customers and especially feedback from employees. So here's a question for you. Are your employees fulfilled, appreciated, and understood? That's an article that I wrote, oh, maybe in the last uh, couple of years uh, where I actually focused on a company called Tiny Pulse. And the company has created a simple software program that helps companies Uh, really get an ongoing pulse as the founder david new calls it on how to be happy or uh, if your customers are happy or if they're frustrated if they're if they're burnt out um, and if employee retention is becoming an issue something like tiny pulse is a really powerful tool to use basically they ask short little simple questions to get a pulse on what employees are thinking and by the way This concept works not just for employees, but for customers as well. It's feedback, and feedback is so important, but most important is what you do with the feedback once you get the feedback. So getting the feedback is just the first step. Doing something with it, that's the challenge, and a bigger challenge is... What's the good feedback? What are the right questions to ask? And when we get something relevant, uh, should we act on it? And by the way, if you are collecting all this feedback and you're putting your employees and your customers through the effort of uh, filling out a survey or responding to somebody, you know, asking questions, if you're not doing something with it and they find out you're not doing something with it, it's very frustrating. And for an employee, it's frustrating to the point where they may feel unfulfilled uh, feeling a little disengaged, and perhaps they'll start looking around for other opportunities. So, with that in mind, we're going to take a really short break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking with Carol Lee Anderson, President of North America of Questback. You're going to love this interview. Can't wait. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you another amazing interview, and this time we have Carol Lee Anderson. I've been talking about her in the first segment. Uh, really what can I say about her? She is truly a powerful woman in the, in the world of business. As a matter of fact, she was voted as one of the top 150 most powerful women of the year in New Zealand, all of New Zealand, the entire country. She has 23 years of leadership with IBM, SAP, SAS, and Oracle. Uh, and now she is uh, the president of the North America uh, Questback, which is why we're really talking today. Questback is all about getting feedback. And her background in customer analytics and business intelligence really is going to lead to an interesting conversation about the importance of listening to not just your customers, to your employees and the advantages of doing so and sometimes the difficulty of doing so. So, Carol Lee, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
0: Thanks, Shep. I'm so excited to be here with you today.
1: Now, the first thing I noticed when I connected with you was, here's a woman that's uh, 150 most powerful women in New Zealand, but we don't hear the accent. And there's a reason, because you were born in New Mexico, <laughs> which is not Correct. where you'd get that Kiwi, uh, New Zealand accent. But you eventually moved to New Zealand. and You spent most of your adult life there, uh, which is the reason that you, you know, have so much background there. And every once in a while, though, I can hear it. Every once in a while, I can hear it in your voice.
0: That's right. So we'll, we'll see, see how, how many times you hear it at the end of the podcast. We'll do a little tally. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll solicit your feedback.
1: OK, I kind of think that was kind of one. I kind of heard it there, but that's all right. <laughs> Let's talk about Questback. Let's right off the top. Tell us a little bit about Questback. And uh, I've got an entire three pages that we've typed up and made copies from the website in preparation for today. But it's really a huge uh, platform for feedback. But give us a little bit more insight.
0: Sure. So Questback was founded 17 years ago uh, with a view that, that we need to have a quest for, for gaining feedback. So truly really a visionary company out of Norway and went through a whole series of mergers and acquisitions. And we work with the Forbes top 5,000 organizations all across the world from your major banks, airlines, telcos, uh yeah, the, the original insurance companies. And so so we're helping organizations as they you know, they go through their journey of building loyalty and trust. And we also work with the largest market research organizations globally as well. So we we've solicited more than a billion points of feedback, which is wow amazing.
1: A billion. That that's a lot. So a billion. S- Seventeen year I feel like um, you know, what's uh um uh, gosh. The little mini-me guy. Uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> a, minute. a billion, oh, yeah. a billion pieces of feedback.
0: And uh, it's groovy still.
1: Groovy, baby. Yeah,
0: gro- groovier every year. <laughs> so
1: Questback, 17 years ago, it must have been much harder to get feedback than it is today. I mean, today there's so much in the world of analytics and uh, interaction you can have with a customer you can you can talk about specific touch points uh, and their journey with us, but back seventeen years ago, boy, has it changed it was it, I know it wasn 't quite paper based feedback, but how did we get feedback seventeen years ago versus how we get it today
0: so so I think seventeen years ago you know we still did have paper feedback as a matter of fact today i you know just recently was at a uh, person by Deloit conference. And, and, again, talking to somebody that's still collecting, you know, paper-based feedback. Well, how, how can that be relevant? How can you make business decisions on that? And, and so, so, you know, so you're right. So in, in the beginning, you know, it was your very, very traditional, uh, let me ask you a few questions about your experience. Let me get people go knock on your doors. So, you know, Questback was an innovator, being one of the, you know, one of the first people to collect, de- you know, actually collect some of the data from people. To, to get their insights. So, so we, but we've we moved on from there, you know, and as everything is moving at such a massively accelerated pace in industries, so has feedback and so has customer analytics. So if you think about, so I'll take you back because I've been doing this for so long, you know, customer analytics, we used, used to be black magic. You know, what we used to be able to work out around churn and propensity to buy and, uh, you know, the really advanced customer analytics, well, that that's just things that you need to do now if you're a large organization. So it's not competitive advantage. Now when you start, so if you look at, you know, where the future is going, you start adding soft analytics and we start figuring out why people are churning, then that becomes really powerful.
1: So, so I th- yeah, the key is you. there's so much data that you can collect. Uh, the key is to know which of it is most important and then just collecting it isn't good enough you've got to do yeah, something it. with it
0: That's right and 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 it and it's basic it's basic business hygiene i would say to you So so that next level is really getting context and really getting the soft data the why
1: Mhm So who owns this data uh, this is the, the reason i'm asking this is like what department what is their is you know whose responsibility? I know I'm I'm lo- uh, kind of leaning into the concept of the chief customer officer, or is it in marketing? Is it in IT? Who's maybe there's somebody responsible for getting it, but at the end of the day, who is responsible for managing, determining what data is most important, and what gets used?
0: So, so uh, Shep, I, I would say to you that that really here's where leadership comes in, and here here's the crux of where you get really, really powerful organizations. So everything, and I and I and I've heard, you know, you talk about it on some of your prior interviews, you need to have executive sponsorship. This has to happen from the top. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have accountability and you need to see people crossing the line from the CMO to the HR director because they're absolutely completely related to one another. So if you think about the two biggest levers of most people's businesses, it, it's usually you know customers consuming and and our biggest biggest cost is generally employees. Mm-hmm. so and and strategy is set from the very, very top. So if you don't have that executive sponsorship that actually cares about those feedbacks, then you're missing levers in your business to be able to 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 really be profitable and and set your brand as a point of differentiation.
1: So it's great to get feedback from um your customers and and you know deal with the churn and all that but uh, one of the concepts that I wanted to talk to you about today was about him employee feedback. Uh, it should be held to the same standard as customer feedback, if not even higher. We talk about a concept. Many of the people who have been listening to the show know that what's happening on the inside of an organization is being felt on the outside. We're constantly interviewing customers, find out what they want, you know, what their experience is like. What about interviewing the people that we work with?
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's absolutely what we believe so you know so we believe in you know, doing customer but, but employees they they are responsible for everything your business delivers product marketing, sales support and billing you know organizations that have really high employee engagement scores perform better It's no, no statistically doubt. proven yeah so so beyond the numbers you know organization and leaders, uh, you know, rely on employees to succeed. So our businesses gain true foresight when they listen to employees. So, you know, countless executives that I've spoken with have in, encountered issues that the employees knew were coming a long time ago, but they never asked them and the employees never said anything.
1: Right. So, so how do you do it? Yeah. What's the best way to go about it?
0: Yeah. So, so, so I can, I can give you a few tips. So, and, and working with our our organizations. So, so one of the, one of the first things is, is really, you know, around form and frequency. So, you know, how are you going to be doing it? So when we talk about form, and I think there's really four approaches to that, you know, the first one is, is it scheduled? So are you going to schedule, you know, regular approaches to, to listening? So it could be an all hands, it could be an annual engagement survey, it could be, um, you know, it could be after after something has happened. So the other one is, you know, it's process based. So when I receive an order, when I receive a complaint, when uh, when I when I uh, promote someone, when someone leaves. So anywhere we talk about, you know, anywhere in the customer. Uh, Touch point. So if we do the journey mapping for customers, the same applies for employees. Mm. So those four, you know, scheduled, the ban, process based. And I think it's also really important in creating dialogue. And we can talk a little bit about that with employees. So, you know, being able to allow employees, I think it's, it's really arrogant. And I see organizations not being willing. To have feedback from their employees when the employees want to give it—that's
1: a sad moment in a business. In my, I mean, you're, you're, it's it would be a shame if that happened because uh, employees are on the front line. They're dealing with customers day in and day out. By the time it gets to leadership, it could be too late. Um, I think some of the best companies in the world leadership is required to spend time on the front line, in the customer service department, actually either doing customer service calls or shadowing people that do so they can get real-life, what I would call, up-to-the-date experience. It's not something they necessarily need to do every single day, but if once a month or once a quarter they engaged uh, with their own employees to find out what's really going on, they'll learn one heck of a lot.
0: Absolutely. So so, so there's four points to that that I'd like to follow up with. The first one is is real-time reporting. You know, employees' feelings towards their jobs are always in flux. So, you know, typical employee engagement, you know, hardly touches the surface of the real employee experience. So, you know, having consistent and frequent check-ins, you know, doing health checks, doing assessments, those are all really necessary to understand entirely what's happening on the frontline employees' day. But it's not enough to collect it. You have to action it. So collecting feedback and not doing anything with it is worse than not collecting at all. And I and this is where you know real uh, value adds. So so having a continuous feedback loop. If you're you know if you're collecting it and you're actioning it, then the employees believe that they're being listened to, and it creates trust.
1: Right. And if you if know. you don't do anything with it, they're gonna know like why am I wasting my time.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And no different than customers. You know, the, there's a lot of fatigue out in in industry right now. Right. People are act, asking, but no one's actioning. So, so that's really, 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 really important.
1: Now it's kind of switching gears. That was number one. I know we've got three more, but kind of switching gears. Uh, just the other day, I'm on a flight and something was wrong. And the flight attendant says, "Boy, I really wish you would write into the customer service, you know, uh, and let them know about this." And I say, "I do." And let me tell you what happened the last two times I did this. And by the way, when I send uh, the airline customer service feedback, I send nine positive things for one negative thing. I make sure that I like go overboard and let people know I'm not a, a chronic complainer. Um, and I can't remember what the little thing that was. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, I was. It, it's not a big deal, but they were actually, uh, it doesn't matter. I won't even get into it, but here's what she said. Do it. And I said, let me tell you the last two times I made a complaint. I'm on the flight. I email... Oh, because we can do that now. We're in in the air. We have internet service. I emailed the airline. I said, I'm actually on the plane right now on this flight. The flight attendants are so nice. But here's the problem. And they asked me to write in to tell you about it. I actually said that in the opening of my email. And you want to know how they responded? Within 15 minutes, they called my office.
0: Wow. I know.
1: I told them, I'm on the flight. And then they leave a message that they called, but they don't give a return number because i can't call them back and it's over at that point very frustrating to me but here's the point i want to
0: i think that's a great example (laughs) chef that is and so i call them love letters and i write them clearly you have a different airline than mine because mine i get online sometimes just to write them love letters and just tell them about and i'm I'm being facetious here that's cute that's kiwi humor there you go there's a kiwi moment for you there you go Uh, So, you know, even love letters and and I don't always get a response. So I I think that's I think airlines are a very good example of having engaged employees and having experiences and that whole feedback loop.
1: Right. And that's the point is that as a customer, uh, when I make that type of a statement to the airline, I realize it's going on deaf ears. So if I'm an employee feeling the same thing that it's going on deaf ears, it's, it's dangerous. The employee becomes unfulfilled, uh, unconvinced, uh, un- disengaged, on and on. So that was number one. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear two, three, and four, and a whole lot more from uh, Carol Lee Anderson, the president of North America, Questback, who specializes in feedback. Great insights, and don't go away. We'll be right back. Customer service is the new marketing, and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, Then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition, and that's where PowerPost Comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com digital that's www.powerpost.digital
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio which is part of the C-Suite network. We're talking with Carol Lee Anderson and uh we went through one of the steps. Uh we talked about and we're going to go for 2, 3 and 4 uh quickly because I have a really important question to ask you which has to do more with uh what's going on in the world not just uh, in, with feedback, but as customer service applies generally worldwide. I want to get into that before we uh, end our interview today. So go ahead. We were jumping into number two of your points.
0: Sure. So 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 we talked about, again, we talked about form and frequency and looking at how we do that as four steps and talked about making it real and collecting it in real-time reporting and, and the, the value of, of making things actionable. You know, action must occur because that's where the value lies. And then the next one is really around creating a dialogue. You know, talking with employees shouldn't only happen when leaders want to talk. So, I, you know, we touched on it earlier, but it should be continuous conversation. The feedback loop has to be reciprocal and mutual to build the environment and culture and, and trust and, and create a relationship, feedback-centered organization. It, it's just imperative. You know, we're, we're human beings. We're selling to human beings. We're working with human beings. So we, we have to have trust and loyalty. It so, works the same with customers as, as employees.
1: So what you're saying is that as a leader, I should be able to go and talk to employees, but I should also be available for them to talk to me as well. Correct. Got it.
0: In in any of those ways. And last is integration, really. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, feedback and insights, they don't just come from employees or customers. You know, you combine them. So foresight value is really uh, created by connecting the dots between your employees, customers, operational execution. And it has to be aligned to business metrics. You know, you you still have to keep everything aligned to strategy. And, And then you can measure those touch points along the way. I'll give you a final tip around what I'd suggest
1: people do sure. later. No, no, oh, okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just to, to make the point, and they've heard me quote Peter Drucker uh, before you can't manage what you don't measure. There has to be measurement to know what's working or not working and where you can see improvement, or if there's a problem where you can spot something that's not working and then fix it. All right. I want to get into the global question because, uh, yes, you are president of North America. Questback. However, you're also their global senior executive vice president, and part of your responsibility is customer strategy globally. You're you you were been telling me you've been traveling all over the world. You spent time over there in New Zealand. By the way, I loved New Zealand uh, when I visited there. I actually jumped, did the bungee jump. I went down to Queenstown. I did the bungee jump. I I jumped off a mountain in a little parachute uh, with a guy, and we flew around for a while. It was crazy, but. Uh, in the customer service is it different on the other side of the world is it different in other parts of the world other than the u.s
0: yeah yes it is because first of all people are, are generally highly paid uh and <laughs> and they have a lot of job security too so uh you know you're dealing with with different organizations so um you know that, that that drive they're they're not many times not incented to to have it's it's a matter of it's a matter of pride in the organization so and it's really, really hard to release employees in, in other organizations. So, in other countries, it might take you 52 warnings and one year of severance pay in order to release someone. So, you better work with them to make sure that your customer outcomes. I mean, everybody still needs customers for revenue and profit and for growing your business. But you, you know, you need to work even harder to keep your employees engaged because it's very, very, very expensive to to get rid of them. So, right. so, so I, I thats
1: that's going to be difficult. I mean, here in the in the U.S., if it's not working, we'll see you later, and yep. and that's it. But uh, yeah, and so in other countries, it, what if they've worked with you for six months? They get a, a, still, a year's severance pay.
0: Yeah, in, in many cases, the same rules apply. Yes so so wow. you know so customer service is, is 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 it's a point of differentiation and a lot of times the point of differentiation starts with your employees you know you have to take care of your employees more you have to engage with them more because you're going to have them for a long time
1: and you better so hire you have, the right person to begin with
0: you better hire the right person and you better be measuring and you better be listening to what they're saying because you better start a management process early. The customers remember. The customers report symptoms, but organically, usually, you know, it, it's like a tree. You know, you, you know, the 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 customers report the symptoms on the outside, but the roots of the problem are, are deep, usually embedded in the organization. So you better figure it out quickly, wow. because it's going to take a lot longer, and it's going to affect your top line as well.
1: So I, I just want to know, I mean, I don't know if this is a question that you can answer or not, but uh, let's say that I'm over in one of these countries that uh, really gives a good, solid, uh, almost guarantee of employment. You mentioned I've got to warn them 52 times and give them a year's severance pay if I'm going to ask them to leave. What's my incentive as an employee to do a good job? Because I know that if you kick me out, I'm going to get a year.
0: It's, it's, it's the progress of meaningful work. People need to have purpose in their life, right? So we see it time and time again. There's a million books out about it. I can give you a million people you should interview. People need the progress of meaningful work. Why do we get up every day? What makes our our world satisfaction? It's to be aligned. It's to it's to have purpose. Hmm. So if you're if you're aligning them to the strategy, and the strategy is to take care of our customers and you know, to have, to have a, you know, a higher calling, whatever that may be, whatever, you know, the company's mission is, you know, and you talk about, you know, it on the halls and the walls. So, you know, is it really coming alive? Are they, are they, you know, are they aligned to that? Do the customers get it? Do the employees get it? So they can deliver that amazing customer experience. And they are absolutely, they are absolutely completely and totally interrelated.
1: Wow, I, I believe it. So I'm in New Zealand, and I'm talking to a server at a restaurant, and a, oh, no, sir, you don't need to tip. Uh, is it even optional? Well, it's not expected. I mean, Americans tend to tip, uh, yet I received incredibly great service, and I wonder if that's just taking personal pride in the job. I mean, I here's the thing. I love being around people that love what they do. They love life. They're enthused about it. When people come to work here, uh, they're not coming to work for the job. Uh, I mean, yes, they're coming. They're coming to work for the job and a paycheck. Of course, they are. They need to make a living, but you know, they have choices. They can go work many other places. But hopefully, they choose to work here. Uh, I I just I'm also flabbergasted by the people that are just working. For the paycheck, and when you get somebody working for just the paycheck, I worry you're not going to get the engaged employee that's going to go out and do what they can to make sure uh, they represent the company in the best light.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely bang on, and and there's many statistics, there's many polls, there's Gallup polls that show a you know 22 percent an engaged employee is 22 percent more productive. So, you know, you see, I can tell you with a lot of the big organizations, massive thousands of person call centers that we've worked with and the, you know, the duration, the, the NPS score, you know, the, the outcome for the customer is greater, the call shorter and with an employee, uh, an engaged employee. So there's so much research, there's so many statistics Soft data matters. You have to absolutely capture it. Mm-hmm. You know, people's insights matter. You know, the customers are symptoms. You have to look inside of the root causes. But you also have to, you know, you have to think about, you know, collecting and acting on feedback is, is an evolution. So for the journey journey to work, you know, it, it's got to be aligned. You know, you've got to tie it to your strategic objectives. And you have to think carefully so you don't create more fatigue. You know, you hear about survey fatigue. It absolutely exists, not just on the customer side, but on the employee side. So think about what you want to do. Do you want to decrease churn, increase diversity, improve talent acquisition, retention rates? You know, are there, there are things that you need to ask about some of the methods, about, you know, your product? Uh, you know, feedback has to be deployed strategically to succeed and have meaning. It's not enough to have highly engaged employees. You want highly engaged employees that are working towards the same goal.
1: Right. Love it. A lot of alignment. A lot, Like we talked about in our pre-interview, the Beatles were aligned. They were heading in the right direction. What was their <laughs> mantra? Bigger than Elvis. Bigger than Elvis. And every time they did something, it's just going to make us bigger than Elvis. We've got to get employees aligned in the right direction. They've got to know where we're going. We've got to all be on the same page. We've got to make sure the employees are engaged. We've got to listen to them. We've got not just to listen, but we need to act on the feedback. And we need to let them know that they're playing an important role in shaping the positive direction of the company. Great insights. You promised us one more. This is the one thing question that comes at the end of every interview. What's the one thing you want to share with us, the one extra tip, the one thing you want us to remember? It's in your court.
0: Yeah, so, so, so think think before you act. You know, you, Use the appropriate tools, get, get some advice from the right people. Uh, don't be willy-nilly about this. You know, think think about it. People, remember, people uh, People matter. So get their insight. And if you need help, uh, you know, happy to have you look me up on, on LinkedIn. Go to Questback uh, and, and but get out there and search. Be thoughtful. Be Great. thoughtful in your process.
1: Be thoughtful. In other words, uh, don't say, oh, I'm going to get feedback. Let's just start asking questions. No, do it the right way. Do the right research. If Questback can help, Go ahead and do that. The website is questback.com. Is that right?
0: That's right. And and also you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Carolee mm-hmm. Anderson, or or, uh, or to uh, website caroleeanderson.com. So, uh, but, but but please reach out and uh, happy to provide you with research and McKinsey reports and all of those things to, to, to help you start making some of those better decisions that our large customers and small customers do.
1: Awesome. Great information, another great interview, or should I say another amazing interview. Lee, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Chef and Until next time, reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.